daydreaming of a winter escape to the tropics? Well, you may want to reconsider. Our Pacific neighbours are all feeling a bit chilly right now with recent reports of near record lows. Just last week, Tonga recorded its second lowest temperature ever, 9.3 degrees Celsius. And according to the country's Met Service, the local or the lowest temperature ever recorded was a shade below that, 8.7 degrees. That was back in September 1994. Now, it appears New Zealand may have a part to play in the recent cold snap. To help us understand, we're joined by Ben Knoll from the National Institute of Water and Atmospheric Research, which you probably know, as I do, as NIWA. Hi there, Ben. Kia ora, Jesse. How are you doing? Pretty good, thanks. What is going on in the Pacific? Yeah, well, you know, much of this year, New Zealanders, Kiwis, we've been accustomed to the tropics kind of coming down to us, be it in the form of humidity or tropical downpours or extropical cyclones. Well, the the script has been flipped, and we're now donating our mid-latitude chilly <laughs> southerly air masses up toward the tropics. So uh, the same fronts that have come up our shores have managed to push northward into the Pacific Islands. And that has culminated, as you just described, in some very chilly temperatures for the time of year. Uh, Now, for the average New Zealander, a a daytime temperature of 22 degrees, which is what it was in Tangatapu yesterday, might not sound so bad. So it's all relative. But of course, if you're used to high 20s and you get 22 instead, then it feels pretty chilly. Yeah, team at RNZ Pacific report locals walking around in beanies, scarves and puffer jackets, not the usual apparel you're used to seeing in the islands. Um, why does it uh, happen so infrequently? I see the latest, uh, or rather the most recent temperature uh, along these lines was back 30 years ago. Um, so is it cyclical? Is it just a kind of a once in a blue moon thing? Why now? Yeah, well, you brought up an interesting year, 1994, when you were talking about the records earlier. Uh, And what we have right now building in the climate system, many folks have probably heard, is El Nino. El Nino tends to bring more high pressure to the Tasman Sea. And around the periphery of that high pressure, we get these cold southerly air masses moving up New Zealand and then into the Pacific Islands. So probably a lot of those colder temperature extremes do happen from time to time during El Nino years. Uh, the last couple of years, we've had La Nina. That has meant very warm air temperatures and sea temperatures, not just in, in the Pacific, near New Zealand as well. So it does kind of ebb and flow, uh, but these colder temperature extremes are, are likely linked to that developing El Nino in the climate system. How long can Tonga and neighboring Pacific Islands expect the cold weather to continue? Yeah, look, as I look ahead to the late week period, it is going to get awfully chilly. I think the western part of the Pacific Islands, New Caledonia, Vanuatu, uh, perhaps Fiji, uh, Papua New Guinea, the Solomon Islands, later this week into the weekend, that is where the kind of the center focus of some of the chillier readings are going to be. So uh, Tonga might get a bit of a reprieve, but the chilly air will be found further west. So watch this space. Okay. Gee, you'd be a bit gutted if you're a New Zealander who'd been hanging out all winter for an escape somewhere warm and you got to Tonga and it was nine degrees. Yeah, that's right. I mean, well, if you're in Invercargill and it's about six degrees with a 50-kilometer southwesterly, uh, the, the nine going up to 22, uh, 20, 23 might not sound so bad. Okay. Should we delay our winter escape, do you think? 
<laughs> um, uh, look, I mean, I think I think any time is a good time this time of the year to, to get up in the Pacific to escape. But um, uh, if, if you can hold off for a few weeks, if you're on the verge of booking and you hear this interview and you're, you, you have an option to delay, maybe push it out, maybe push it out a week, a couple extra weeks. Okay. Uh, ben, not something I warned you I was going to ask, but it just occurred to me that I saw a few news stories last week about the Tongan volcano and that's um, potential effects on weather this year and on um, climate conditions. Is that something you're across? And sometimes when I mention it, people, they look at me like I'm a bit of a crazy conspiracy theorist. But where are we at with that Tongan volcano and the impact it might be having? Yeah, so it did release quite a bit of a lot of a lot of water vapor into the stratosphere. And of course, water vapor is a potent greenhouse gas. So uh, what that can actually do over time, over the course of a couple of years, is actually raise the, the temperature um, by maybe several tenths of a degree. So uh, per- perhaps it's tied to some of the global temperature extremes that we, we have been experiencing. We have the building El Nino. Uh, we have this eruption um, that, that took place uh, some time ago now. And we have the effect of climate change uh, also kind of working the background. And kind of those three things put together um, probably are, are, are leading to, uh, you know, warmer temperatures than we'd otherwise have if you only had just kind of one of those puzzle pieces put together or on the table. So uh, it's part of the bigger picture probably with some of the, the high heat extremes that have been occurring across the northern hemisphere. Yeah, and uh, and I really am into loony territory now, but um, as an Aucklander, it feels like it is raining more often and raining heavier uh, any chance that that's that Tongan volcano water vapor just kind of finding its way back to Earth? That, yeah, that accounts for the strange few months we've had. Yeah, look, I think that's kind of a logical linkage to make, you know, water vapor up into the sky and then it has to fall back down somewhere. But I guess I'd use this as an opportunity to remind that that water vapor actually went up into the stratosphere. And that is the uh, layer of the atmosphere that sits above the troposphere, which is the one where all the weather happens. So uh, it is in a different kind of layer of the atmosphere. Uh, So it may have some indirect effects on things like climate drivers or the warming as that I spoke about, but probably a little, little, maybe a bit of a stretch to say, you know, volcano erupted here. And that's why Auckland had all this this flooding in, in, in the month of January. Great. Do you think we'll continue to find things out about that eruption, given the size of it and the amount of vapor um, heading into the sky? Do you think we'll continue to learn things about the impact that it's had? Yeah, I, I do think so. And look, these are these are very good questions for an atmospheric chemist, which I am not. However, as a meteorologist, we have to be across these things to understand how they are, you know, fit into the bigger the bigger picture. Um, and I do think I do think that in the coming years, it'll be interesting to see maybe a quantification of some of the um, such as how much how much warming it, it it caused in terms of an actual degree. I haven't really seen that that yet. Um, but I do think that would be that would be interesting to kind of provide some context. Well, global warming is this much. The Tongan volcano added, you know, X tenths of a degree to, you know, that that mm. overall picture. But I do I do absolutely think given it was, uh, you know, largely unprecedented in the kind of the modern record keeping that we have um, something that size uh, that we will be learning. And it, its effects actually last for a number of years. It can take um, the brewer Dobson circulation. It's called actually the kind of recirculation of that water vapor can take three or four years to kind of, um, you know, move out of the system. Incredible. Hey, thanks so much, Ben. Really appreciate your analysis today. Thanks so much for having me. Take care. Ben Noel from Niwa. You're speaking of those unusual weather events. I um, got down to uh, the back of Hillsborough. I was wandering along the um, 
next to the harbour, Manuko Harbour there yesterday. Incredible to see the amount of damage that Gabriel had done. Just that little part of Auckland. Huge slips. More than half a dozen massive, massive slips. and Pretty close to houses around there as well. Um, and the track that I sometimes use, completely gone. How many tracks around Auckland are that damaged? And certainly the one that... Uh, I'm more familiar with it. It looks like there's no chance of getting that repaired anytime soon.